Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. You can turn over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and let's bang out a 15-minute message. How about it? Let's do it. We're talking about possessing your vessel. Last And this morning, I want to continue in the series with part three. In looking at this subject, we must define our design according to the Bible. And we looked at this the last two weeks. We are a spirit. We possess a soul, and we live in a body. And I want you to think about yourself that way and talk about yourself that way. So even if you're going down the road or, or, or uh, working in your yard or whatever you got going on in your world, if you bump your knee or, or skin your knee or do something and you realize, ow, that hurt, that hurt me, you should immediately think, well, that was my body that got hurt, but that wasn't me because I'm a spirit. And people say, well, I'm really connected to my body. I know you've been trained to think naturally. So have I. And we're learning, we're developing spiritually, learning and training ourselves to think spiritually rather than naturally. To be carnally minded is what? But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. We need to see ourselves as spirits. Now, that doesn't happen just automatically. You've got to decide to do it. You've got to engage your relationship with the Lord. You've got to engage the scriptures and allow those scriptures to transfigure, transform how you see yourself. You've got to look in the mirror of the word of God and go, this is who I am. And your natural mind will go, that's not who you are. This is who we are. You say, shut up, head. This is who I am because Jesus said so. And you've got to learn to fight that portion of the fight of faith if you're going to succeed in seeing a full maturation of the divine seed, as 1 Peter calls it, that has been implanted in your heart from the new birth. Many believers don't realize it, but they are amazing on the inside. I heard Mark Hankins say this. I thought it was so good. God is so good. He has a real reputation of taking some real losers and making winners out of them. Amen? Mark quoted it this morning when he was teaching. He said that he was talking about the disciples and how the scriptures talk about these religious leaders, these people that were way smart. They looked at these ignorant and unlearned men and said, they've been with Jesus. That means you can be ignorant and unlearned and have the power of God flow through you like Jesus did. (laughs) Praise God for it. Amen? In other words... How, did, how, how many have read the story of Gideon? He was a real loser until he got a new identity. God didn't come to him and say, Gideon, you're a loser. He got in where Gideon was and said, mighty man of valor. And Gideon's hiding in the wine press Not pressing wine, threshing wheat. You're not supposed to be threshing wheat in the wine press. That'll make your wine gritty. (laughs) Some of you will get that later. God wants us to see ourselves as spirits. So we are spirits. We possess souls and we live in bodies. We looked at a few scriptures. You don't have to turn to them. Just listen. 
1 Thessalonians 5.23, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Separates them out. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 16, Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward or outside man is perishing, yet our inward or inside man is renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6 and 7 says this, So we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Verse 8, we are confident, yes, well pleased rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord, which tells us what? There's two parts being described here. There's a physical body and a spirit. We saw from Hebrews 4, verse 12, there's a soul and a spirit. Our spirit is the man on the inside. It's the part of us that was born again. Our soul or our mind is the part that needs to be transformed by the word of God once we're born again. And our flesh is the part of us that's good for nothing but slavery. Slavery to the spirit man on the inside. That is all this flesh is good for. It's a contact point for the resurrection within you to meet this natural world. Ooh, I'm going to say that again. This physical body is a contact point for the resurrection of Christ within you. Do you know it would be tough for for, uh, Lindsay and Ella to fly to Ethiopia if they didn't have a body? Hello. It would be very difficult. But since they do, the kingdom of heaven has a contact point for the people of Ethiopia because of who's inside them. Same with you. Did you know that the sickness that's tried to attach itself to your body right now, it has, you have a contact point with that sickness with the resurrection within you because you have a physical body. So that means you can attack that thing, whatever it is, with the resurrection within you. But you got to speak. Amen? you got to speak. So in understanding who we are in Christ, basically, this is a great commentary on this. At the new birth, our dead spirits were made alive unto God. We Christians are completely new in our spirits. The rest of the Christian life is bringing the body and the soul under the control of the born-again spirit through the renewing of the mind. Simply put, that's what it is. So let's go over to 1 Thessalonians 4. You're probably already there. So as we go through the main text, verse by verse, verse, I want you to think about it in terms of living from the inside out. In other words, think about these verses from the understanding that you are a spirit, you possess a soul, and you live in a body. We're talking about possessing your vessel. How many know this, that your body can really screw up the resurrection uh, manifestation in your life? Okay? Everybody's flesh here is the same. It's fallen. You know, sometimes we look at as Christians, sometimes, sometimes we look at, uh, you know, the world or, or believers that get off and they get into the flesh and things like that. And we think, how can they do that? You should know how they can do that. I should know how they can do that. I live with that every day. Amen. Now, I control my flesh better today, believe it or not, than I ever have. <laughs> you may not realize it, but it's true. I still got growing to do, and we always will while we're in this life. But I control it better today. Why? Because I have a greater understanding of who I am in Christ. 
And I realized something. I can speak from within. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 1, Paul says this, Finally, brethren, we urge and exhort you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. The word walk here means to be occupied with or walking in uh, or walking as in how we live day to day. The word walk means to regulate one's life. So Paul's going to express to the Thessalonians how they need to walk in their daily life, how they need to regulate their life. So let's read the verse one again. Finally, then, my brethren, we urge and exhort you in the Lord Jesus, that's important, that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. Now, this is something you're going to have to get a hold of. And in your thinking in this passage, realize Paul is not saying you need to do these things, guys if you're going to be acceptable to God. What he's saying is, guys, you need to live from the inside out which pleases God. Do you know why you're accepted before God? Because of the blood and body of Jesus Christ and no other reason. You, You are saved by grace through faith. With the salvation or with the impartation of grace comes empowerment to have a transformed thinking and and then you're able to control this physical body. So when you read these scriptures, if you think in terms of law, you'll miss it. But if you think in terms of grace, you'll nail it. Amen. Amen. So Paul says this, he says, I want you to live more, look at this, he says, we urge and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you what? You should abound more and more. In other words, grow up and 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 grow up. Come on, seed, how many know seed produces a plant? But how many know plants can be developed more and more? How many have seen the flowers out front? When you come in, they've developed more and more. They're coming out over the planters now. They're, they're spreading out. What is That's just like Christians. With the seed is planted in us. That divine you, you are, some, you are planted by rivers of living water. You bear your fruit in season. Your leaf does not wither. Come on. People are like, I got a leaf? Yeah, and it doesn't wither. Stop believing in withering. Amen. It doesn't wither. You have the nature of God within you. If you have the nature of God within you, you can control the nature of the flesh. How many think God is like, oh, I don't know, man, that person's flesh. Woo, do you see them? Do you see, do you see what they were involved in before they got saved? I just don't know how they will ever get it. This is why I don't like people that teach against faith. I shouldn't say I don't like them. I don't like the message. Because you're leaving people in bondage. You're not giving them hope. The Lord didn't say, oh, humanity's flesh is so horrible. How are we going to ever conquer it? Now, he knew in and of ourselves we couldn't conquer it, but he sent Jesus who was in flesh. That means that every victory he had over the flesh, which was all of it, is yours. This is a big deal. It's a bigger deal than people realize. People say, well, yeah, but I yield to the flesh. It, it, if, if I yield to the flesh, the Lord won't love me. No, he'll love you no matter what. You just open the door to the devil. 
I'll say it to you like this. I like the way Andrew Womack says it. God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. You can cuss him, hate him, curse him. You can do, you know, you can stand way down here on earth and look up to heaven and go, I am God. You know, God's up in heaven going, what? You know, I love him anyway. There is no God. God still loves the people that say there is no God. Do you think God's in heaven having an identity crisis? They said there's no God. Gabriel, tell me there's a God. Tell me I'm me. <laughs> Group hug. Jesus. Every... <laughs> I don't serve a God that can fall off on the floor and I have to pick him up. Ooh, you got power in you. People say, but, you know, they, 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 the, the, the natural mind wants to go back all the time to what was or what is in front of me or what I feel. And we have to grab that and go, no, 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 that's not who I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Yeah, but I know what you did. You talked impatient to your wife. You say, Lord, forgive me. Or if you've, if you've already asked for forgiveness, why are you asking again? Did you not believe it worked the first time? Because Jesus did. <laughs> Amen? So you can abound over your flesh because of who's in you. Amen? In fact, you can control your flesh so much that it can be literally saturated with the presence of God. In fact, you can control your flesh so much it can be literally saturated with the presence of God, and the presence of God will actually just start leaking into your shadow, and it could heal somebody. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was just for the apostles. <laughs> no, I've watched that happen in a service. I watched a minister do that. In other words, we get so enamored, our thinking is so saturated with who we are in Christ that the desires of the flesh are controllable through the nature of the resurrection within me. So I actually win over my own flesh daily, not just Sunday and Wednesday. I don't just, you know, you know, nip, tuck, shower, shave, put on a very, you know, all the nice stuff and, and make sure to spray on the stuff that smells good and all of that stuff and then come to church and act spiritual here, but I'm actually spirit, a spirit, I realize I'm a spirit and spiritual everywhere I go. I'm a walking manifestation of the body of Christ in the earth. So then addictions that I used to have don't look the same and they don't dominate me. Why? Because I'm abounding more and more. I'm increasing in the revelation knowledge of who I am in Christ. So daily I'm moving and walking in a pattern that is very similar and looks just like Jesus. When you're strong in the Lord, you get to the place where you quit looking for everybody else to help you, and you start looking to help everybody else. Verse 2, for you know the commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Commandments, I love this. The commandments that we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Commandments mean a proclaiming or giving a message to give a charge. Paul gave commandments through the Lord to the church at Thessalonica. This message... 
or changes given or charges given were instructions not only on the new birth, but how to live from that new nature in their spirits. Commandments in the New Testament are not, if you don't do this, God's going to kill you. Commandments in the New Testament are, hey, do you realize who's in you? Did you hear that? Commandments in the New Testament are, hey, you're, you're acting in such a way that actually is opposite to who you are. You know, we talk about personality disorders and LGBTQ, RSTUVWXYZ, and we, we talk about these things, right? But really, it's an identity crisis. And the identity crisis is even bigger than just that, what the world is pushing. We're, we understand that. We understand what they're pushing. We understand that they're lost. They're confused. We get that. We should understand that. We're praying for them. But there's a bigger identity crisis in the church because the church is more carnally minded than they are in Christ minded. Even in our prayer, God does manifest in a group and we pray, God, come down. He's like, I came. I'm in you. He's in heaven. <laughs> He's inside of you going, I'm not coming down. Let me out. <laughs> you know, people, people come against you and say, be careful. I will let the resurrection out. You be... <laughs> let me out. When it comes to commandments in the New Testament, we must remember that all of these injunctions are empowered, are empowered for operation by the Holy Spirit within us. The Mirror Bible says it this way, and we'll end here. For you are acquainted with the fact that Jesus Christ is the source, the command of our message. Uh, can you put the uh, verse 2 back up in the New King James, please, on the screen? 1 Thessalonians 4.2. You, for you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Listen to the Mirror translation. For you are acquainted with the fact that Jesus Christ is the source of of our message. See, you read that and you think commandments. I read that in the, when I studied this out more and more, I realized it's not just a commandment. It's in you. He's the source of the commandment. Who lives in you? Jesus, the very source of the commandment in living in line with who God is, the very life of that commandment resides inside of you. Think about this. By his stripes, you were healed. The source of that word is in you right now. It's in you right now. So that's why the fruit of the Spirit, people say, well, I, you know, patience. Don't pray for patience. Man, I don't got no patience. You're lying against God. You actually have God's patience. Well, patience just isn't my strong point. No, it's just your under, underdeveloped one. That's like saying, I don't have biceps. <laughs> you know, it, you know, I'd be, I, I, you know, if I had biceps, then I could, you know. No, no, my biceps are little because I don't work on them. I mean... You know, most of my day is spent at a desk. And last time I checked, the guys that were winning muscle contests weren't at the desk. <laughs> so it's actually a lie to say you have no patience. You have God's patience. Well, I just can't forgive that person. Wrong. You can forgive 
anybody of anything. I said, you can forgive anybody of anything. Because the Lord said that we're to forgive the way he forgave And the source of the forgiveness, the commandment, the source, the, 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 the very, uh, where it sprung from lives inside of you. Well, it's hard. That's because you're in your head and your emotion, not in your heart. And you can choose to live from your heart. So he goes on to say this. Um, he's the very, he, uh, for you are acquainted with the fact that Jesus Christ is the source or command of our message. This word command or source means to a thing proceeding from a sphere of influence with a suggestion of union of place of residence to have sprung from its author or giver, originating from, denoting the point from which an action originates. So when Paul, we'll, we'll look at it later, but when Paul makes the statement later that each of us was, must know how to possess our own vessel, then, and we're going to get into talking about the deeds of the flesh, when we look at this, we've got to realize that these commandments, the actual source of the commandment lives in me now. So I can control where my eyes go. I can control what my mouth says. I can control what my ears hear. I can control what thoughts uh, resonate or stay in my mind. I can control my physical body. You know, people say, I don't know what happened. She just got pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were just walking down the street, slipped on a banana peel. Your clothes just went off. <laughs> Smack. No, there was a lack of possession that took place prior. People say, oh, but you know, I've made these mistakes. You know, does God even love me? Again, you can do nothing to make God stop loving you. He's going to love you, but he's not going to go, oh, you know, you, in other words, you're still going to have to grow. You got to develop. Amen you got to develop. People say, well, I just don't know how I'm going to stop this or that. If you continue to look to the Word and study these scriptures, you'll know how. You'll know how. We live in a culture that is worshiping the desires of the flesh and the nature of the flesh and worshiping insanity. And it's biblical. God gives them over to what they choose. If they want it, they can have it. How many have ever lived in the world real good before you got saved? Real bad, whatever you want to say. How many ha didn't like the fruit, the taste of the fruit after a while? Oh, it hurts. You say, how do you know? I know. It burns. There's a harvest that comes off those seeds, and it ain't good. They ain't good. I know that's not good English, but it's good truth. It's death, Amen. And so what we're learning here is what? Man, we can grow and abound in who we are in Christ. And the source of the power is within us. And the commands are not commands like, go, you do this in your own power or I'm going to be mad at you. The commands actually come from the source that is within us. And we are getting our minds changed to thinking how God sees us rather than how we see ourselves. Amen?
And we are transformed and changed from glory to glory. Stand with me if you would. Let's wrap this up. Altar workers, if you want to come and just you be up here, I'm going to wrap this up. I want to read one scripture to you that I've been meditating on to, to help you with this thought. It says this in 2 Corinthians 3, uh, verse 18. All of us, and this is the Amplified, as with unveiled face, because we continued to behold in the word of God as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are constantly being transfigured, and that word means transformed, into the, His very own image in ever-increasing splendor from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. In other words, the, the more we meditate and look at who we are in Christ, we, we focus in on the mirror, we begin to see ourselves the way He sees us. If the enemy can get you to think about all your mistakes all day, think about how bad it is, think about all your problems that you've gone through, think about everything that's gone wrong in your life, then you'll transform or you'll actually end up conforming to that image. You'll get this. Any addict knows this. Any person that's been involved. The enemy comes in any level of addiction or any level of bondage from the end, he comes and paints a picture that you need this thing that has controlled you all your life or as, as, as an escape to, to deal with the pain that's in your life because it's so bad. He uses those things. He uses temptation. He uses the temptation or the pleasure of the flesh as a medication or as a way out for the issues that are actually demonically influenced or demonic oppression. And he, and he promises you that you'll be set free, only you're never set free. You keep going back to the same thing. You're actually in bondage You gotta because you got to have that fix. you got to go back. 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 People say, well, you're talking about heroin addicts. It could be Mountain Dew. I don't care. If you can't say no to chocolate with ice cream, it might own you. Some people are addicted to gossip. I have to, I, I have to tell you. I have, to, I have this information. But when we behold ourselves in the mirror of the word, it changes who we are. You no longer have to find fault with everybody. Oh, we'll get into, you know, people think deeds of the flesh, and Paul deals directly in, 1 Thessalonians 4 with fornication, which is sexual sin. But listen, people think that's all they think about when they think of the flesh. Listen, your flesh can do a whole lot more tricks than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the enemy specifically targets the nature of our flesh to lead us into sin, specifically, especially believers. So we got to be aware of that. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.